my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The internet's only podcast with the stomach to shift through whatever Zach Bagans shits out in order to find gold nuggets to talk Ooh, about. That's good. Thank you. That's I tried good. really hard, and I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel, and I don't know how hard I'm going to try. I. <laughs> <laughs> this is as hard as I'm willing to try right here in my pajamas. Sitting in my closet, drinking kava tea. And with, with my your soy, soy candle. My soy blend, limited edition, ever, winter winter evergreen candle burning. I'm like one step away from recording this while in the bath. <laughs> I need to, so much self-care to counteract this episode. Well, and that makes perfect sense because, you know, this season has been really good. It's been rocky, though. It's been rocky, especially recently. We had a flat tire at the end of this season. It's do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And then, like, Vasilla, like, we put on, like, you know, a pretty good spare tire, but it hasn't gotten us all the way home yet. And then we hit another fucking bump. It's one of those skinny-ass fucking spares, and it's coming <laughs> off the fucking rim, and we're rolling into Seattle with our bro- breaking down car. <laughs> Our adjacent home city, as we talk about Kells Irish Pub, aka the former Butterworth Mortuary. <laughs> wow, that's another one I can't say. Mortuary. <laughs> Mortuary. Mortuary. Pen- penitentiary. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what if you have to talk about the mortuary in a penitentiary? <laughs> You're fucked. Uh, then my tongue will just hang itself. <laughs> My tongue-tied tongue will just die of autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your tongue would have to have a neck first. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, that's, that is definitely very, uh, that's a deep dive right there. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> just a few blocks away, we find ourselves in a far stickier situation. Investigating this century-old building that housed the city's first mortuary, In Seattle in the early 1900s, death was a good business to be in. Mining accidents, disease, murder, all took a heavy toll on the population. For E.R. Butterworth, the city's first mortuary, business was good. Too good. I don't know if you can see it, but that little tiny thing on top of that rock, gold. (laughs) Too much hunting ghosts, you can lose your mind. (laughs) Aaron, is that example? <laughs> oh, ditched mouth? Yeah, yeah, that's what it appeared, you know? That's what I want to do to your mouth sometimes. Karen, are you sure you don't want to stay the rest of the night with us? No, honey. I think I'll just go and indulge in a few spurts. She means the spirits that you drink. Well, we are in our adjacent home city of Seattle uh, at... Kells Irish Pub, which is in like Pike Place Market, essentially, right around that area. Yeah, a noisy, populated area. And you know, Eric, 
right away. <laughs> right away. I have so much beef with this episode because we see the opening shot of Zach Bagan standing in front of the bay between West Seattle and downtown, which is just minutes from my house, which is very odd. I drove past that to get here. And, oh, Eric, mm. what what is that behind Zach coming at great speed across the water? It It looks like a man running with one arm extended in front of them. And behind them, it looks like they're holding a long spear-like weapon. Oh, no! And an extended blade <laughs> at the top. That fairy can't outrun that. Mm-hmm. And is that a fedora on their head? Oh, yes. That's the last thought that Zack has before I, clad in my regalia, leap from the water, hovering in the air, the sun catching the glint of my naginata, <laughs> My fedora casting a shadow on the ground, and suddenly, shing! My wide sweeping strike slices across this entire bullshit episode. I hate it. The whole episode needs to be slashed. Nani? Yet again, the only reason why I need this podcast to take off is so that we can have an anime made <laughs> eventually of, yeah. of you and me. <laughs> in our fedoras and trench coats. Naruto running to to battle Zack. <laughs> uh, you with that... Who's that judge that you love? Alexandra Holser? Yeah, yeah, you'd have a pillow of Alexandra Holser. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my paranormal love pillow? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. And our cargo shorts, just, god damn, it'd be such a good fucking series. Netflix, are you listening? <laughs> Do you want to fucking sink a million dollars into something? Do it into this. It's not <laughs> great, but it's fun. Do it into me! Money is greed. And money and gold, it can kill you. The history of this place is interesting, only in a historical context, not a paranormal context. No, and 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 it's not tr- everything he says isn't true. Yeah, it's a lot of hyperbole. I fucking I, this is the first time. This is one of the first times I've actually done research. <laughs> oh my god! They totally call out Zach Baggins in this article. I don't know if you found this article. No, I didn't. Tell, oh, tell me about shit. it. Shit, it's great. It's called uh, "Exquisite Corpses." Mm. And it was in the uh, Seattle Met, and it was from 2012. Just like a year or two later after this episode. Yeah, yeah. Actually, here, let me read you a uh, uh, an excerpt that really uh, calls out Zach without calling out Zach. I'm so excited. In Witches and Warlocks, we are witnessing history here. Eric Hoofnagel has done research. <laughs> the button just flew <laughs> off of my jeans. I got so erect. Oh my god. <laughs> Hachi machi. I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area here. <laughs> Zach introduces this story about how the owner, Mr. Buttersworth, which, which is, is not yeah. a scary name. Um, <laughs> the ghost of Buttersworth. Mr. Buttersworth. He had this mortuary and it was during a time when people were dying a lot. So... It was a booming business because there was a lot of dead people. Yeah. But then Zach brings up this 
this point that, and this is what made me look this up because I'm like, this is, that's, that can't be true. Mm-hmm. He starts suggesting that the city was paying people $50 a head for bodies brought to the mortuary. Yeah. Which in a time when $50 was like $5,000, like 50 bucks in what? 1910. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. I looked it up. The average income for the American worker was $650-ish a year. So he starts making this suggestion that people started murdering to bring the bodies in for the $50. Uh-huh. Which, yeah. you could make that assumption that that's what would happen. But <laughs> I decided to look it up. And here's what uh, someone was saying. This uh, written by James Ross Gardner. In November 2010, Como 4 ran a news segment titled Ghost Hunt, filmed on location at Kells Irish Pub, which now occupies the ground floor of the former Buttersworth funeral home. Como interviewed an internationally known paranormal investigator who said, This place was the site (laughs) of a very corrupt mortuary. Clearly that is Zach. Yeah. Clearly. He even says that this place isn't haunted because it's a mortuary. It's because it's a corrupt mortuary. (laughs) A Como newscaster spared no alliteration to elaborate. E.R. Buttersworth and Sons, she said, were accused of collecting corpses for cash. The reference (laughs) was to a book titled Cemeteries of Seattle which reports that in the early 1900s, undertakers raced each other to the stockpile to stockpile dead bodies for which the city would pay $50 a head. The implication was that the Butterworths were among the hearse racers. Mm -hmm. The claim makes for a good tale, but Bert Butterworth Jr., (laughs) E.R. Butterworth's great-great-grandson, says it ain't so. Yeah. Quote, With all due respect, he boomed through the phone on a recent afternoon. You have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Zach is full of shit. Oh, I mean, it sounded like it immediately because this implication of like Seattle was so filled with dead at the time, you know, this major port city at the turn of the century. It sounds like a Fox News report about Seattle now. <laughs> yeah, or Portland. <laughs> Those coastal liberals are living in such a godforsaken crime-riddled hellhole. We have reports that homeless, fentanyl-addicted drag queens <laughs> make most of their money collecting bodies from their fellow degenerates and bringing them to a mandatory state cremation center. Like, no, uh... no. It's so dumb because this is like uh, the first major Fedora Naginata strike (laughs) is that this whole series has built this fiction, this this mythos with Zach about how ghosts and attachments go. Yeah. The preposition that the place where a bunch of corpses went means it's going to be haunted doesn't make fucking sense well nobody died there 
Nobody died there. Yeah, but like then why would a graveyard be haunted? Maybe somebody's buried alive? No. <laughs> that no Joel. That, I don't think that, graveyards are a place to get haunted very often. Yeah, yes, huh? I don't know. That is the stereotypical haunted location. Here's another caveat to that though. No bodies were stored at Buttersworth. <laughs> They were fucking cremated, and they there's nothing there. I think there's something so funny about you angrily saying the word Butterworth <laughs> in in an argumentative tone. But it's the fucking... There's no bodies there. Buttersworth is not a murderer. Right. Maybe a scumbag? Sure. And I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it, you know? Just be... I'm gonna... I'm going out... And being, I'm going to be a devil's advocate for this whole fucking thing because Zach is so dead set on the idea that Mr. Buttersworth was such a monster. But he's not. He's a fucking entrepreneur of the time. He saw dead bodies and he's like, cha-ching. Like Zach sets it up. He's building furniture. He's, he's a carpenter. And then he gets so many orders for caskets where he's like, well... I guess I'm going to the death business. I know Zach's trying to build this implication that he's like some criminal mastermind. Like, yes, bring me bodies. But there's so many bodies. He doesn't need to do that. Murderers may have done that, but not him. He just takes the bodies. I still don't know about this whole city paying $50. No. Like that, that is bullshit, right? I think that's bullshit. It sounds like a lot. It sounds crazy. And maybe for a very small window, like maybe at like the height of diphtheria. Spanish flu. Yeah, exactly. But like not in general. I'm sure that like there was maybe some kind of fun for him to take bodies that nobody was claiming. But he he just has a business and business was good. Like the only thing that really makes him sound like a scumbag was working with Linda Hazard. Man, also, they try to make her out to be something a lot more intense than what she was, which was a quack. She was an evil quack doctor. Linda Hazard opened up essentially what was the 1900s version of a goop facility. Like, she's just 1900s Gwyneth Paltrow. She's just a fucking money-hungry, fame-whore, like, asshole. Like, that's it. She thought that she was a doctor. She thought she knew what she was talking about. It's like Road to Wellville. Yeah. You know? It's like that that fucking Graham bullshit. Eat the flakes and don't drink water anymore or some bullshit, you know? Her whole thing was when she was young... She was like an active person and then a a doctor of the time, like a real quote unquote doctor, even though medical science at the time was kind of the fucking wild west. The doctor gave her like parasite pills for intestinal problems. <laughs> and so it fucked up her bowels forever. So her solution to that was to just give herself enemas every day. Oh, shit. So she started believe, and there's a book that got published at the time about starvation diets and one guy cured typhoid quote unquote cured typhoid one time by starving a guy for 30 days. 
Sounds like his body just fought <laughs> off the disease, but whatever. So this is the 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 nineteen ten equivalent of like bloodletting. Yeah, <laughs> it that it didn't you know stop. We still have. That. I know she's just Gwyneth Paltrow. Like yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow sells jade eggs to people put up in their pussies that could give them sepsis. <laughs> this bitch had people come to her facility, and her whole premise was: you come here, you don't eat, and you sit around in the beautiful place in nature and i know exactly where this place is and tech technically Dude. i have access to it if i if the witches and warlocks <sighs> want to put the pressure on me to call my ex-girlfriend and to call her friend who owns the property now you know what hey witches and warlocks if you want to put the pressure on i'll go i'll fucking go if I get to go and hang out in nature and not eat and just get real skinny, I mean, it's not it's not functional anymore. I'll die, I'll die, but I'll look really good for a minute. I was thinking we could ghost hunt there because, according to Zach Bagan's own goddamn words, like that is where the ghost would be, regardless of where the remains ended up. the The point of their trauma is where they should be. I mean, we could have we could debate where spirits go. Till the sun comes up because there's no consistent answer <laughs> theory. <laughs> We've been watching too much of this fucking show and our brains are starting to break. We're trying to like build sort of a logical framework yeah. for how to judge this show. Yeah. And we can't. I just hold on a second, man. I just felt like a jolt of electricity. I felt that vibrate through my whole body. That was weird. Like, none of the haunting makes sense in this episode. It's so boring. Like, they get a photo of a stitched-faced man, which is nothing. Like, why would... Why? <laughs> oh, my God. That shit is so bad. <laughs> it is. It doesn't look like anything. It's nothing. Uh, I don't know. That could be the Doughboy without the arms <laughs> from, uh, from Canada. Yeah. But... But Eric, mm. when informed of the stitch-faced ghost that was captured on film, Zach does look to Aaron and says, that's what I want to do to your mouth sometimes, <laughs> which is an amazing lead-in to an AO3 erotic BDSM fanfic. Dude, Joel, I paused it and thought immediately, how many times is Joel going to use that <laughs> For the rest of our fucking podcast. Oh, it's it's gonna go in the high rotation. That is that is definitely going in high rotation. <laughs> That's what I want to do to your mouth. Oh yeah, you know you know what's up. A ditched mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's what it appeared. You know, that's creepy. That's what I want to do to your mouth sometimes. All right, right now, Aaron, it's time for you to go down in the cellar. John, lock this guy down in the cellar. He's been a bad boy. My pleasure. Please don't hurt me. I'm not here to be hurt. The other stuff is just nothing. Like Karen McAllis, the co-owner and manager, she is very Irish as she says, oh, yes, a, a, mirror, a mirror fell off the wall. A mirror fell off the wall and broke. And it's like, okay, a mirror falls. And she's like, it broke, but it didn't shatter in the in the way that normal shatter. <laughs> He's like safe sounds like safety glass to me. Yeah, it sounds like a well-designed mirror. Like, okay. The descriptions of all the haunting activity are 
regular bar things. Like a cup falls off the bar. Whoopty shit. Or there's creepy people outside putting their hands against the window because it's fucking near Pike Place Markets. I know. As somebody who lives in Seattle, <laughs> my Naginata slashes again because Mercedes Jaeger says like, oh yes, I've seen dirty hands pressed against the window. And it's like, you're in downtown Seattle. <laughs> you're two blocks away from literally the problem area of Seattle. You're next to a fucking port. There's homeless people everywhere. I used to work down there. You see one walk by during this episode. The last time I was on a date, like two blocks up from this place, uh, a homeless man with no shirt, pants around his ankles, just wearing boxers, was singing what they believed to be opera at the window that I was sitting next to. Like, a, a dirty hand smacking against the window is gonna happen at your alleyway bar in fucking downtown Seattle. It's not a ghost. Man, if I blamed the shit I hear in my neighborhood on the paranormal. Yeah, you would be in the most haunted area of the world. So haunted and so unfair to the yeah. dead. <laughs> that is a true recipe for a lot of trap souls. It's a weird area, Pike Place, because it's definitely like a highly patrolled area for cops because it's a tourist area, which comes into my next point about why this episode is bullshit because Zach says Kells called them for help with their re the, the hauntings in their location. So this is just a fucking, this is a, a smart businesswoman in Karen being like, we got a haunting story. So, Hey, it's free exposure. Why the fuck not get the asshole over here? Yeah. First of all, when Zach suggests that people are calling them for help, that is so, so silly. He's not an exorcist. No. At best, he's annoying the ghosts away. Is this what you used to ring up here on the altar? And call me all spirits. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Mercedes Jaeger, uh, one of the only other guests they talked to, who is a local paranormal historian she did write a book called market ghost stories which specifically talks about hauntings in and around pike place and i do think that her interactions with zach bagans ruined her taste for the paranormal so much that she just gave up the ghost if you will <laughs> and, and she opened ghost alley expresso in pike place market and stopped writing about the paranormal and stopped doing tours Oh my god. And we'll get to why that's Zach's fault later. <laughs> yeah, the only thing Zach ever helps with is getting rid of other paranormal grifters by eclipsing them. I think that Zach's main talent is chasing women out of this space. <laughs> out of anywhere, away. Yeah. <laughs> he exercises women. I heard a female, didn't you? Sounds female. Can you jump in this bed with me and cuddle up with me? If you're female? Run, bitch! Run! Zach's asking, like, well, why do you think this place is so haunted? Like, do you think it's all these paint cans and, re and renovations? And Mercedes is like, no, this place has been th so through so many renovations. It can't be that. Which is hilarious because it cuts to Zach taking to the camera like, this fucking bitch. Like, I have never seen him look more... <laughs> 
pissed like like huh just just prior he was talking to patrick and that guy was saying oh yeah things get really active when you're doing when you're doing renovations when things are being changed and zach's like oh yeah yeah yeah, that happened. Again, that's a it's a narrative he loves. That explains why La Pilaza was so fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> was because it was in the middle of renovation and never finished. So the ghosts were super pissed. But meanwhile, Mercedes is here sitting across from him and being like, nah, dog, that ain't it. And then he's just like, <laughs> there are so many good Zack faces in this. And his take to the camera in reaction to that is mm, chef's kiss. Mm. Oh. Her point is that... There is a time of year, specifically in November, when things start really heating up. And that's because that was the big peak of the Spanish flu in Seattle. That's her That's her premise. So, mm-hmm. Eric, I and a, a beautiful compatriot of mine, my, my girlfriend, I went to Kel's Irish Brewery. Yeah, in the middle yeah. of November, on a Sunday, when there would have been services in the past, a very haunted day, at night, mm-hmm. and the scariest thing that I experienced was my drag queen waiter with their very raspy voice. <laughs> and that's not because of a drag queen thing, it's because raspy voices freak me out during flu season because I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> That is the funniest reason to be startled by a drag queen. You know, like they say in a haunted location, you're supposed to be able to feel it. And we've, we've touched it. (laughs) We've we've touched a bit. Like Uh, we've been to Northern state asylum, which I think has a much better recipe for trap souls than this fucking place. Oh, absolutely. And it did feel creepy at times. This place was like, I didn't feel anything. I even tried to coax the spirits out in my traditional fashion by trying to take a, a shit that hadn't come out of my body <laughs> for a few days. Oh, Joel, that's your signature move. That's my signature move. And no ghost visited me <laughs> on the toilet, which is in warlock. I don't even, I don't know if I've told the poop ghost story on this, on this podcast. Maybe one day I will, oh, but there yeah. was nothing that was scary there. And it was really boring. <laughs> Like, fuck this place. I, I don't know why the image of you being haunted while shitting is one of the... Fu- <laughs> it will always make me laugh. Like, imagining you fucking, like, what, 19 years yeah. old with your long, thin, weird hair. Oh, my beautiful, my beautiful, sitting, like, sitting. the volume. <laughs> Your umbrella of yeah. hair, and you're sitting, and you're just straining, and just looking really bored and fucking tired, and then that's when the haunting starts. Yeah, after after five days of eating just no. chewy bars and Doritos no. on craft services, just like that level of plugged up. Oh, man. No ghosts came to scare the shit out of me, unlike in Northern State, and... Outhouse on Haunted Hill. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got a phantom smell, and it weren't my brand. Nice and late with that. (laughs) Oh, God. That scared the out of me, and I still have to button my fly up. On this date, after I did try and squeeze one out, I came back to 
the only paranormal sight that this place has to offer, and that is a ghost tour happening. <laughs> we we sat down oh, right next man. to a large group of people being told the exact same shit that Zach Bagans talked about in this show as it's being spoken on repeat every other fucking day in, in this restaurant because it's a tourist place. It is three blocks away from where the Carnival Cruise ships dock. It's where people go that are tourists. That's why they called you, Zach. It's not because of help. It's help. Well, yeah, it's it's for help for money. Uh, obviously. I mean, that's that that's that's the reason why you bring in a rodeo clown. Yeah. There's no reason to call Zach for anything paranormal besides to amp it up. Exactly. That's what he that's that he I think even he would agree that's what his job is. Yeah. If none of this is bullshit and he and like we're just taking this at face value, Zach is f- no bullshit. What he does is piss off ghosts. That's fine. It is just a reverse Scooby Doo. <laughs> he is he's the opposite of the fucking Ghostbusters. He shows up and splats his fuck fucking shit out. You could say that he doesn't bust them, but he edges them. He's a ghost edger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a ghost fluffer. Yeah, he likes doing burst sessions with the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. That stirred it up, I bet. You think? <laughs> we get our first of two skits as Zach Bagans and his boys have to visit Seattle's famous gum wall. It's a very sticky situation as Zach <laughs> tries to push Aaron into the wall. And it's almost the funniest thing that's ever been captured on camera as Aaron Akito flips him and he almost runs face first, full body splat Wiley Coyote into the wall, which would have been amazing to see his reaction if he actually made contact. It, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the episode is going to blow. Yeah. When they start doing all the tourist activities. I have a horrible, horrible feeling in here. Absolutely horrible. That starts Zach's pun run of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Today, the Butterworth building is home to Kell's Irish Pub, a family-run business where alcohol isn't the only spirits to be found. Just a few blocks away, we find ourselves in a far stickier situation. Did you also catch how excited Zach got when they mentioned that there's a little girl ghost? Oh my god. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the boat. Like, yeah. It, he uh, he gets, he's like, he's like not, he's just kind of like, you know, not very excited about all these stories about glasses falling yeah. and mirrors breaking and stuff. And, and he's like, oh yeah, whatever. And then they're like, and there's like this little girl. And he's like, um... <laughs> I'm sorry, what? He's like kind of shrinking down because uh, Patrick is so much taller than him and he's like uncomfortable being that overshadowed by a gentleman. But then he's like, uh, yes, and then there's a spirit of a little girl. And he's like, what? A, a, a little girl? He like, he straightens up and he starts like scratching his arm. It's like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know we were uh, doing that. Okay, great. Um, Wow. People see a little girl. Tell me about the. Tell me about the little girl. It's it's like Zach. Can can I like 
you know, like, can you introduce me to her? Or, yeah. like, can you get me in a room? Can you get me in a room with the little girl? Yeah, and then Karen's like, oh, yeah, and she's wearing, like, a red taffeta dress. And he doesn't know what taffeta means. He just hears red dress. He's like, mm, little girl in a red dress? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about, is she shy? Does she like to come out and talk to me? If if Zach were Neo and they were doing that whole sequence where Morpheus is bringing him through the program yeah. and he's like, did you notice the the little girl in the red dress? Yeah, except for in if, if Zach was Neo in that program, he would have stopped dead and been like, oh, look, yeah, girl, yeah. wait, little girl, girl, it's me. Little girl, come here. Zach's whole albatross around his neck is fucking little girls. Oop, that's a bad place to say no. fucking. <laughs> See, that's how we get the the podcast yeah. shut down. We're not suggesting that Zach Bagans <laughs> has sex with little girls. We are just suggesting no. that he is a re- has a weird approach and level of excitement to when people say that there are little girl ghosts. I think saw that the young girl. Who's this young girl? What are they? What does she look like? Little blonde girl, red dress. There's a little girl. She's a red dress. And she wears a red taffeta dress. It's her Sunday dress, and she has carries a toy. It's a little raggedy teddy bear. Let's try and make contact with the little girl. We're not here to frighten you, okay? Did you run up here, little girl? Was that you, little girl? Did you make a noise? He he notices how weird he's being. So he has to throw it on Aaron. He deflects. Immediately projects onto Aaron. He looks over at Nick's camera like with the like the furrowed brow and side frown of like, uh oh. Yeah, mm, just like, dude, don't 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 do this please. right now. You know you know who likes little kids inappropriately? Uh, you know who's who's fucking weird about little kids? Aaron. Aaron. Come back to kid ghosts making fun of Aaron's bald head. Yeah, you think that's weird? You think that's weird? Uh, fucking, fucking Nick. Nick likes to suck dick. Uh, you know that? Nick, Nick is really good at sleeping in bed with dudes. It's, dude, not, not me. me. It's all. It's not projection at all, bro. It's not projection at all. It's just facts. I like women. I like, I like chicks. Why don't you like men? And it's made worse because of the way Zach treats women. This episode is like on the peak. It's the upper echelon of Zach not letting women talk. <laughs> It's, it happens so... Karen's trying to fucking tell a story about a ghost in a white suit coming into her bar. And he's he's like, she can't get two words out before he's like, uh, so did he look like he was starved? Did he look like he was a ghost? Did you follow him? Was he a ghost? Was he a ghost? Was he a fucking ghost? <laughs> yeah. Did you put your hands through his body? Did you did, did he did he attack you? Was he full of was he full of spite? And was he dead? He was dead, right? He was dead body. Karen looks off camera to Patrick, her partner in this bar, and Patrick's just like gives her like a it's for the it's for the money, it's for the exposure. Yeah, just like just fucking cover yourself in a little blanket and just keep going. And then Karen's talking about her mom who got pushed down the stairs at like her mom. Who's very traditionally Irish. So she wants to bless everything and puts holy water everywhere. And her mom says that she got pushed down the stairs, which given Karen's age, her mom is probably at the falling down the stairs all the time age. You don't have to get pushed when you're fucking 90. It just happens. It's also so funny that like Zach starts shoving his narrative so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even this woman who owns this bar, who is clearly trying to push the, the, 
the haunting narrative, he's going too far. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I was going to say, it's like Kanye West on InfoWars. Yeah. <laughs> where <laughs> he even he's going a little too far. Because she does the whole thing. She sets it up. It's just like, oh, it's a spooky, like, oh, yes, my mother was pushed down the stairs. And he's like, well, so it's because that she does, like, spiritual stuff and puts holy water and stuff. Like, that's probably pissing off the spirits, right? Right? And then she's, and she's like, oh, I've never thought about it that way. Before she fucking finishes that sentence, Zach is like, that's how I thought about it. That was the first thing I thought about. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. You think so, huh? You think so, bitch, idiot? <laughs> that's what I thought about that. I heard Dan. That's my name. <laughs> my name. I mean, if I wanted to see three girls play with the paranormal, I'd watch Charmed. Looks only get you so far in the dark. I mean, once those lights go out, game on. Uh, they're right. It doesn't like men. It doesn't like men. This disrespect of women really comes to a head. Oh, the voodoo priestess. Oh my God. Mercedes Jaeger tries to tell a story about how in... The year 2000, leading up to the year 2000, they, they brought in a voodoo priestess as a Halloween stunt showing that these people do paranormal shit to try and get business to their bar. Obviously, obviously, when she when she fucking said for a Halloween stunt, it's like, uh oh, pareidolia, you just gave it all away. You gave it away. Yeah. She ruined everything. <laughs> In the command center of Ghost Adventures, after Mercedes said that, like, Dave ripped off his headset, like, fuck, it's over. Billy's mouth got really small, and he was like, oh, no. The tiniest little frown as he's, like, in the corner, just like, oh, Zach's going to be, oh. Dang it. His his mohawk went limp. (laughs) The only way that Zach tries to pull that out is by not letting Mercedes talk about it at all. He's like, shut, 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 shut. He's doing the fucking, like, hilarious pose where he's, like, full lean back, not really caring what Mercedes says because she corrected him already. And so he's, like, full lean back, legs spread, hand on his crotch. And Mercedes tries to tell him the story about the voodoo priestess. He's like, oh, was she legit? And then Mercedes was like, yeah, totally legit in the way that, like, Nico Santucci would say. <laughs> anything was legit (laughs) she tries to tell the story and then fucking zach interrupts her demands the cameras on his face demands to talk to cut away to their own dumb ritual that they performed while she has the most you can see it's like that moment in the simpsons where bart is playing the 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 tape of lisa breaking ralph's heart and like, oh, you could pause it right at the moment that his heart breaks at 13 minutes and 18 seconds. You can see the light leave Mercedes eyes as she quits the paranormal. And also the fucking gall of this fucking dude being like, uh, they brought in a voodoo priestess. It's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. It's like you shut your fucking mouth, rodeo clown. Yeah. You shut up. You shut up. Zach went to the white lady, (laughs) the white lady leader of her own voodoo business. What do you know about respect? I love that they, they, they're cut away to the voodoo 
the voodoo ritual is just them standing around with towels wrapped around their head being like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to nothing happen. Yeah. Just them doing it. Where they're like, oh, that's another thing. Is when there's ample fucking flashbacks, that is another sign an episode is going to blow. Because it's just filler. Exactly. Which, unfortunately, we get to <laughs> the next bit of of filler that makes us know that this episode is garbage. <laughs> they go, they need to get their own trigger object. And what do they do? Oh, they go panning for gold up on the sky. Yeah, which they keep referring to mining. They're like, yeah, we're out here mining for gold in this, this river. Yeah. And meanwhile, fucking Vincent and silent Chuck. Was it? Mm-hmm. He's something like that. Yeah, Quiet Steve, <laughs> Vincent and Quiet Steve. I think that Chuck may have been perfectly capable of talking, as we do see him talking to Vincent. <laughs> I think that Zach just didn't want to pay him for speaking. Oh, that's what I thought immediately. So he's just like, yeah, and this is silent Chuck. He doesn't talk, right? <laughs> You're not getting a payday. And, you know, the boys pan for gold. They find a little gold. Woo. I don't know if they did. Because they're like, they keep saying that they found gold. I see no gold. And then it looks as though the, the, the tour guide just sort of pours some gold leaf that he's already got in a bottle yeah like i think i feel like 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 fucking silent steve when like up up river a little ways the guy was like dude just go up river and just pour some of that pour some of that shit up rit up river because like we need to be done like we need to be done with these fucking idiots Listen, chuck i know that we're getting paid <laughs> to do this but God damn, if I have to spend any more time around these fucking Vegas boys, I'm, go- I'm going to drown them in the river. I'm going to put them face down in the Skykomish. <laughs> I got a date. It's a spice needle. It's to get a trigger object because Zach wants this narrative that gold miners were killed not for the gold that they had, but because of the amount of money their body would bring in. Yeah, hmm. it's so insane. Hmm. It's so insane. He, 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 so in his mind, anyone who was seen walking around with a beard, yeah, because if they have a beard, they're definitely a coal, uh, a gold miner. Oh yes, obviously. And all you had to do is just walk over and smack him on the back of the head, and hey, another fifty bucks. How fucking how weird was Seattle supposed to be? It doesn't make sense, Zach. <laughs> Too much hunting ghosts, you can lose your mind. <laughs> we are getting into award season. The Oscars are coming up. And I think that this episode provides us with a performance that might be worthy of the Trob Award. <laughs> oh, dude. This is the place. I'm the new garden town. You used to, did you used to have oysters down here and eat oysters? Stop! Stop! Allah. Wait. 
I la pesta. You're in your place, scaring them away. The boys have played cowboys at Tombstone, soldiers at Gettysburg, rookie guards, and fighter pilots. But Zach really comes into his own, I think, in this performance. <laughs> Method acting as an unrested spirit. Why can't you see me? I'm right here. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be dead. That's how it's like to be dead. It's so good. It's so good. He is the ambassador of the afterlife. Yeah. And 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 if that's the case, we got nothing good to look forward to. No, because apparently in Zach's, in Zach's world, these people died off-site somewhere, but like in the movies, they are attached sperm ghost style with their little, like, tail to their physical body, and they're just like, wait a minute, what's happening? I don't understand. Why am I over there? Why can't you hear me? I'm up here. I'm not supposed to be dead. I was killed. That is what it feels like to be an unrested spirit. We're going into the lockdown of Kell's Irish Pub, and this is going to be a short segment. Because there's not a lot to say. <laughs> our, our lockdown is a, is now a, just a segment. It's not it's not the most of the of the podcast. Not for this. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? <laughs> Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. Zach gets locked down by Karen and then they play up like, oh, wait, what? why don't you come back at midnight so I can show you? You could do an EVP session with us, which is now my least favorite segment of all time. Oh, the bring, bringing in the, the other, the, the newbie and, and explaining EVPs to them. You ready to lock us in here? Yep, there you go. See you at morning time. See you in the morning. Um, actually, will you come in with us about midnight? Come back here. I want you to come in and do an EVP session with us. Okay. Karen, are you sure you don't want to stay the rest of the night with us? No, honey. I think I'll just go and indulge in a few spirits. She means the spirits that you drink. The exciting thing happens. They get a, a new device, a digital field processor, which is a microphone that just happens to display the, the decibel levels which is like most field recorders straight up. Like how the fuck have they gone this long without that budget? They didn't want to spend more than $60 on their fucking shitty personal recorders. I guess it's, it's just, and it's like not even good though. It's just like a little, little LA led strip that shows. Yeah. Like how loud it is. I know what, I know what you're currently recording into Eric. And I know that it displays this. (laughs) And it's better. It does, but it's not better. <laughs> it's better than the fucking thing that they're using. It's not better for TV. What they've got is like a... It's a perfect Ghost Adventures device. It shows you when you're picking up an EVP on the spot. It's great. It's a great idea. Why not? Yeah. It should. They should always have that. We'll see if it ever comes back. <laughs> see if they can afford it. And I do apologize, witches and warlocks who do listen to this for any discussion of actual ghosts, because they get the best piece of evidence right away at the top of the episode with a ghost saying, get off that thing. And it's the closest thing to a clear EVP that we get. 
You know what's funny is you saying that that's the best they get because all my notes say is, get off that thing. EVP is lame. <laughs> but It's lame, but it's the best because our next EVP they get as they're walking around, Zach busts out the gold for the trigger object. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, he's like, well, you know, there's been reports of a spirit walking around here with a beard. A beard. So you just know he was a prospector. It's like he watched Toy Story 2 yeah. in preparation for this fucking lockdown. He's like, oh, so that's what a prospector looks like. We've heard stories of a man with a beard who has been clicking his heels saying, oh, ha, 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 there's gold in them dark hills. Yeah, yes, here I heard. I heard about them gold. He, I heard that he turns the corner and he rubs his hands together <laughs> and he says, I'm going to be a rich man. <laughs> Ooh, gold, gold, gold. I got gold. <laughs> <laughs> we heard the sound of boots scooting to a boogie in excitement for gold. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It's like a treasure hunting. Okay? And we just found a bunch of gold coins. So Zach is trying to use a trigger Ooh. object. That's right. That's right. He's jingling gold. He's like, oh, I've got this gold for you, but I can't give it all to you. Ooh, I can't give you any of it because it's mine, but I can show you where it is. This is the most ridiculous shit where the boys start doing this like whole, check out my gold. You, you gotta yell if you want the map to my gold mine. And then Aaron, he gets taken over by gold fever so much that he goes aggro. He's like, mm-mm, it's mine. I'm not telling I'm not telling you where I found my gold. It's mine. He missed the, he's in the wrong era. Yeah. I think we talked about this before where he would have been a great prospect. Oh, yeah, no. In the in the Tombstone episode, he's just coming down for the hill. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I got to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> he's got a secret treasure map. Big step in mine. It's, <laughs> you got to take 30 big steps past the old Redwood. <laughs> you got to take 30 paces, <laughs> 30 paces west, then take a big step north. <laughs> now we do. Two big steps with the boots One on. Step, Aaron's aggro apparently gets a clear, according to Zach, clear as day yelling on the EVP. And you know what? It is clear as day because it's downtown Seattle at night. Yeah. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Is people talking on the street. With music behind them as though a car is driving by playing loud music on one of the largest... Met it's a huge metropolitan area. It's so fucking obvious what they're hearing. Yeah. And you can also tell that these boys know that this episode is just trash. Yeah. As the episode goes on, Zach's energy... I actually feel sorry for him at the end. You open this episode by talking about how little energy you want to give this episode because of how shit it is. <laughs> the fact that they let this, this fucking EVP that is clearly a car driving past playing loud music while other people are yelling is exactly <laughs> that level of energy. Zach's like, fuck it. Send it out. I don't know. Yeah, Just put it in there, dude. We got nothing else. We got no more skits. We've done all the tourist activities. We've done all the flashbacks. We've got nothing. Just use the ambience from downtown Seattle. And speaking of getting nothing, the next thing, they get a little kid photo. 
You could hear the voice of Dave Schrader echoing from his mole mines yelling, Pareidolia! Pareidolia! <laughs> it's nothing. It, it, well, it looks like a turkey carcass <laughs> sitting at the top of the stairs. They're, they keep doing a drawing around it, which makes it even goofier because it doesn't look like a child at all. It's like the shape of like a cartoon penguin. All it is is an artifact from the camera trying to process night vision. Like, you can see, like, if you drew shapes around other, if you drew a circle around other things in that frame, you, it's like looking at fucking clouds. Like, oh, that one looks like a bunny rabbit. It's pareidolia. Those pictures remind me of, like, the first digital still camera I ever had. Yeah. You take pictures in the dark, and it's like one megapixel. Like they're they're there's, it they're not picking up anything. It's so bad. <laughs> it's fucking bad. Again, they're trying they're trying to get anything they can out of this fucking episode. Blood from the stone. I had to pause this episode several times because I was rolling my eyes so hard. Pulling back the veil when you were like. Hey, maybe we can skip the like we'll re- record later. I was, we need to skip. We need to skip tonight. <laughs> I just didn't have anything in the fucking tank. I don't, this is one of the first episodes where I felt basically nothing. Where I'm like, this is just bad. Oh, thank God you're not the only one because I was like, what am I gonna do? Meanwhile, as <laughs> as we are at at one hour and forty minutes into our recording, clearly we always bring the thunder, but. In that lead up, <laughs> when you're like staring at one page of notes and you're like, I guess, I guess that's all we got to talk about. We're going to put on our boots and we're going to walk through this fucking swamp yeah. and we're going to do it together. We're going to pan for gold. We're going to find the nuggets in this shit. We're going to pan for gold in a fucking swamp. <laughs> well, the swamp gets deeper because they let Karen back in here. It's just with like Ray Mar- Roy Marshall, where it's like twenty minutes elapsed, nothing. Like great. <laughs> yeah, yes, they think that 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 like as much as that makes me laugh, I don't think it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to be like really interesting and scary, but it's like they add this like scary like speed up noise. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, it's been. 24 minutes of them screaming into the dark. <laughs> well, I I just love this. Like, Karen looks very bored. And I would have loved to see, after she gets, like, a couple of Irish whiskeys and her yelling at her brother, like, what the fuck? Why weren't you there? Why did I have to do that? Why did I have to be with the Vegas boys? You fuck. Bastard. Oh, yeah. She's, like, wearing her, like, shawl. She's just tired. She, she absolutely thought, like, oh, well, we would just send them a letter and say, hey, do your ghost shit here. We'll let you stay the night. And she's so ready to leave. <laughs> I know the whole time she's just like looking off like, oh yeah, it's very interesting. I'm glad to be up at fucking midnight. I'm a business owner. Don't you know? Where the fuck is she from, Joel? Ireland. Oh, uh, Ireland. Ah, uh, yes. Not Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established. That we only have a few impressions that we could do. No accents. <laughs> hey, okay, I'm George Takei. Wow, that's funny. If you're curious about what me and Eric are joking about in this conversation, 
then check out the Come Fight Me in the Dark Patreon. We'll have bonus content, extra skits, and with enough backers, even more ghost adventures related or adjacent fun for you, our witches and warlocks. So join now. And then they go to the chapel and they hear footsteps. Now this, this sounds, this sounds pretty good. Yeah. The footsteps wandering around. They, you know, the problem with this is Eric. What? My Naginata slices <laughs> across again because I live in fucking Seattle and I've seen rats the size of goddamn toddlers, okay? Oh my they are God. next to the fucking ocean. They're next to one of the biggest ports on the West Coast. It's a restaurant. Got fucking food everywhere. Yeah, so it's either a rat or it's one of those like fun downtown homeless people just being like, I think I could probably sleep here tonight. There's no one here. We're really getting to the end of the episode very quickly because... They get one more EVP that says he's holding a bomb. Yeah, it's a bomb that'll hurt you. No. Okay, so we debunked that there, guys. Good job. All they do is send Aaron back to the fourth floor, which he gets a good pun out where he's like, there's the stairs at the top of hell. I mean, kills. Oh, Aaron. Yet again, yet again. You know it's going to be a bad episode (laughs) when they hand it to Aaron to get the the one-liners. <laughs> That's when Zach is just like, God, anything, please, just nothing. Again, they bust out a new piece of a technology, which usually I'm here for, the inductive microphone. It picks up EVPs and then plays them back to you, like, on a short delay, right? Yeah. You can tell that, you know, Bill Chappell made it for them, because it's got, uh, like, a little emblem on it and it says gack <laughs> yeah they're so fucking proud of their own fucking shit the anti-ghostbusters and their fucking gadgets of course this this wonderful new invention this inductive microphone zach calls upon and this is <laughs> such a weird moment to bring out this energy where he goes like kind of fucking dracula he's like Call, I call upon all dead. He sounds like Trump. Like 1800s Trump because, no, <laughs> 1400s Trumps. He drops a V. Yeah, he drops a V. It's so, I, yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just, have to, I have to say it. I'm calling upon all dead for all those who have lost their lives and bodies. Their shells were destroyed, incinerated. In this building, I call upon the... This is a point where I just... I don't know, man, if we're going too far to do this. But but this is the point where I started kind of feeling bad for Zach. Yeah. Because he's like... You can see it in him. How deflated and, like, hopeless he is at this point. He's tired. He knows that this is a fucking shit episode. Mm-hmm. It's just him and Nick. And you can tell he's just... He just is tired of Nick. He doesn't like Nick at this point. It's so funny because you could see that building up as he's trying this Dracula-esque, like, oh, the V. He's busting out a V. And then Nick just crashes into this moment he's building (laughs) by being like, did you like stacking caskets in here? And, like, the light just leaves his (laughs) eyes. Zach is just, like, hangs his head. It's like, it's over. That was the end for, oh, my God, dude. Oh my god. Also, also, you sent me that 
the the uh, behind the scenes Aaron's <laughs> vlog. Yeah. Of them trying to make sandwiches, uh, in the middle of this shoot. When I described Nick as the hyper homeschool kid, I had no idea how fucking spot on I was. <laughs> Uh, when he's not trying on camera, he is so annoying. To reference, we'll put I'll put a link to this. This is one of the Aaron's vlogs, which is Warlocks, where it's behind the scenes. They're getting ready to carbo load at Kells, and <laughs> and they have all their sandwich shit laid out: some spoiled turkey, their their cooler, and some boxes of uncrustables. Which oh my god, what a fucking sleepover! setup this is those these fucking babies yeah. and their uncrustables yeah holy shit you're in seattle you don't live there why don't you pick up some good food there's so much good shit around there yeah and like instead zach has to have his pb and j and meanwhile nick Everything that Dak is touching from out of frame nick just hits with a two cardboard tube it's such nightmare sleepover vibes it reminds me of the videos i would take with my friends at a sleepover and one of the kids is really annoying yeah and we're like just oh fuck like we just got to keep the camera rolling keep him doing other things nick nick got one laugh out of the group by smacking something with the tube so that's his bit for the rest of the night oh yeah yeah it's like a toddler when a toddler gets a laugh out of something once yes yeah. <laughs> which to it did get a huge laugh out of me because after like 3 minutes of nick smacking things that zach's touching aaron finds the open box of uncrustables he's like look look here it is and then <laughs> It's like a close-up from Aaron's, because it's Aaron's vlog, it's for like a close-up of the box, and then you just see a fucking tube smack it right out of his hands. <laughs> and then Zach throws his Uncrustables in the fucking corner. That that dynamic, though, of Nick being, like, he's, he's an opposing force to Zach, unlike his two fucking, like, butt boys now. Yeah. Who will do anything for him. And that, that, that's why the dynamic died. You let Nick go, who... I get it. <laughs> I would have kicked him off the show myself. But it's a small ingredient just thrown in there that just, like, really rounds out the, the gack. They have big sleepover slash road trip energy, which makes the show fun. When Nick finally goes, we're going to have to do a special called The Case for Nick. Yeah, because the flip side of that is a fucking worm tongue level sycophant <laughs> wanting the human yeah. centipede himself on Zach's butthole oh. in Billy Tully, which is a bad energy to have. At least Nick has the courage to smack Zach's turkey sandwich with a cardboard tube. Billy would never fucking dare the fucking coward. <laughs> He would make Zach's sandwich for him. Oh, absolutely. Chew, chew it up. Chew it up in his little Just mouth. Just baby bird it. <laughs> Squish it out like a little poop out of his little mouth. His mouth is so tight, it's like a pneumatic tube. It would just shoot from across the room. <laughs> snack! Billy, snack! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> good boy, good boy. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out, I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Well, the reason we're talking about this Witches and Warlocks is because the episode's over and it's boring. Zero out of ten. I hate this episode. I didn't know it was going to get this bad. This might be the worst episode. You know what? It's a very Pacific Northwest episode. Yeah. Subdued excitement. It's got that cloudy, yeah, dreary, dull, played out, just kind of like, uh Yeah, you know, the Seattle chill is real and... What let's really enhance that level of chill as we challenge Zach Bagans to come <laughs> fight us in the dark. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. This is maybe the first time I felt like this entire podcast is like uh, a a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is one of the first i love doing this podcast i sincerely do it makes me really happy this is one of the first times where i was like i don't wanna yeah i don't wanna i fucking don't i and and also i felt so bad for zach at the end somehow that a challenge just wasn't coming to me <laughs> and uh, this is this this is Almost the meanest thing I've ever written about oh, Zach. Boy. <laughs> I just wrote, I challenged Zach to make some decent content. <laughs> oh my God. You gotta, I'm calling Zach to redo this episode. I'm inviting Zach back to Seattle. Yeah. La Palaza. La Palaza was taken down and we get this. In its place? No. Zach, you're coming back with me, and we're redoing it together. Just you and me and Joel. And we're going to be behind the cameras, and we're going to film you, Zach. You, get us some ghosts now. But boy, go do it. Perform. Perform. Perform for me. No Uncrustables until you're finished. No. No Uncrustables. You get no snacks. None of your boys are here with you. None of it. It's just us behind the camera with a box of Uncrustables. <laughs> We're just eating the box of Uncrustables ourselves, getting fatter. Every 10 minutes he doesn't get a ghost, we just hit him with the cardboard tubes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, Zach. Come on, perform, make it happen. Eric, I feel that, and I have a good way for him to make good content. Okay. This, again, oddly syncs up because I think we could use my idea to help attract him. And if not, he might not get good ghost content, but we're going to get good content out of him. Okay. I like this. Well, because I was also angry, so I really wanted to uh, ruin Zach's day or life. Um, <laughs> and I do know how easy it is to make a religion in this country. Mm, yeah yeah i also we have the followers we have enough followers where we could probably make a a religion of our own design and get actual tax exempt status 
And it's also really easy to get websites out there and to edit Wikipedia articles. So we create this religion with this lore that goes back. And we'll say it's like a traditional Estonian religion <laughs> that goes back to pagan times. Some, Zach doesn't do research. He won't know. But we'll say that there is a site of great importance in the Pacific Northwest to this Estonian religion. This oh. pagan tradition. And we'll, we are the priests. And we invite him to perform a ritual. Because I want a Sasha Baron Cohen, this motherfucker. <laughs> Bloody Mary, some white lady who crowns herself the queen of voodoo, tells them to wrap towels around their heads and dance around in the field with fire. He's like, okay. Oh. Fucking Lady Snake <laughs> lays him out in the ancient Ram ends. Like, hey, here's a dagger. He's like, okay. All right. I think that we can get Zach to do anything on camera as long as it's a ritual that he believes is real a quote-unquote nico santucci legit okay and i think this is a perfect opportunity to get him and his boys to charge their jo crystals on camera we just say that it's part of our religion to <laughs> connect with the dead we put a crystal on the ground the crystal representing the earth the power of us and his boys jerking off in a circle <laughs> to to charge up the spiritual energy and of oh. course the release the collective release of come represents the duality of life and death i the thought of of tricking zach into dropping trowel on camera and jerking off onto a crystal living up to one of the internet's oldest and most storied memes just makes me very happy and that's the vengeance i want to enact on him i'm just imagining that this whole thing is is a ploy to get a chance to jack off zach the whole you you've created an entire religion you've, <laughs> you've worked so hard to get your your tax exemption you've gone hunting for this crystal You've gotten the boys together. You've you've worked on this lore, and it's all just <laughs> to get that dick out. Just to have Zach do a J-off session with his bros. Here, here's the thing, Joel. I'm just going to add a little bit to this mm -hmm. because uh, I know uh, that the there's no chance I could possibly get hard uh, in the presence of Zach Baggins. So here's what we're going to do. It's a circle jerk where we're all helping each other out. Oh, yeah. You and I both win, all right? You yeah. get to have Zach's dick in your hand. Oh. And Zach has to have my flaccid little dick <laughs> in his. And he's going to try so hard. And we're going to be like, hey, look, dude, if you can't make me come, like, it's not going to work. And you're not going to get your content. <laughs> I just, I just imagine. So we're, we're in, we're on whatever regalia that we've like big gaudy hats, long flowing robes. The boys, the boys have like, when we make them like put a sandwich on their head, an uncrustable. Yeah. An uncrustable between their butt cheeks. Yeah. You have to hold it. Hold that uncrustable. And meanwhile, he's just aggressively <laughs> tugging through tugging your robes. My my completely flaccid 
<laughs> and then at the end of this, I strip off the big fake beard and big hat that I'm wearing. And I go, my wife, you've gotten boratted. And we run away. You've been baroat. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, man. What a fucking pile of shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Witches and Warlocks, there are actually hundreds of you that listen to this, and it's shocking to me every oh, single time. Hundreds? That is so fucking cool. It is. Dude, that's so cool. Honestly, Witches and Warlocks, we goddamn love you so fucking much. You're amazing. Thank you for tuning in to this. Yeah, okay. we're so sorry. <laughs> for those who are not going to go off and stop listening, uh, next time... We are going to the Pico House Hotel. The crew teams up with the Hollywood Ghost Hunters for an investigation. Joel, let me do just like a quick little post credits here. Um, I was going to do a fashion report early on. Zach had a shirt that says BTG in big gothic letters. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't find it online. The only thing I could find was Big Titty Gang. Uh, shirts with Big Titty Gang. And uh, that's fucking it, man. That's it. That's all I got. I got nothing out of this. If he is in the Big Titty Gang, then I guess that's one thing that we are in sync with, Zach. (laughs) I'll be in that gang. That's how you'll get him off. (laughs) I'll just be like, yeah, Big Titty Gang, bro. Big Titty Gang, bro. Bro, come on. Ooh, join the gang. Come on. Big Titty Gang. Big Titty Gang. (laughs) Fucking hell. All right. That's it. Eric. Cut it. <laughs> hey, I love, I love you, you buddy. <laughs> Bye. All right, all you witches and warlocks out there, thank you so much for listening. Eric and I we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Come Fight Me in the Dark or at CFMITD. You can check out our Patreon for exclusive bonus content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series. Come fight me in the dark after dark for all the stuff that's too hot for the pod. And new skits, and that's at CFMITD as well. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com with any questions, stories, and fan art. We, We love hearing from you. So thank you so much for listening, and have a good night.